Hello, lovely. It's Shauna Lee, and welcome back to the Soul Frequency Show podcast, where we're stepping into the light and raising our frequency together. Each week, we get to return to this sacred space to have conversations about the things we all experience in life, love, health, and career. A space where we, as spiritual beings, having this human experience can amplify our gifts and remember our truth. The title of this episode is The Myths of Spirituality. So I think it's important to always kind of shed light on things that feel like truth and things that don't feel like truth. And so there's a lot of different concepts within spirituality, and we really have to continue to hone our own connection to what feels like truth to us, right? So I'm really excited to have this conversation about some myths um, that might be out there in regards to spirituality. And my guest, Christine, on, we talk about so many things on this episode. We talk about her journey. Um, we dive into the vibration of change, which certainly is so potent and powerful at this time on earth. It is reaching far and wide. And I talk a lot on this show about fear and about change and about transformation. And these are obviously becoming more and more important topics in everyone's lives. And we talk about the role of truth. Um, she touches on a few myths of spirituality, and she's actually writing a book um, that's titled 20 of the Top Myths in Spirituality. So it's really an important time of tapping into ourself, looking at our truth, feeling what feels like truth, what doesn't feel like truth, and really stepping forward onto our path. So Christine Upchurch is an award-winning leader. She's a best-selling author. She's a TEDx speaker, a workshop presenter, and she created the Vibration of Change curriculum, which is really about how we can change our life, right? In so many ways, we come up to change and it doesn't really happen the way we want it to. And so she's really talking about how to connect with this energy of change. So she is a creator and a coach. She's a spiritual myth buster. She's a healer. And she's the host of a syndicated radio talk show, which is in its eighth year. She's been a featured guest on radio shows all across North America and has taught thousands around the globe. So with no further ado, Christine Upchurch. Christine, welcome to the show. I'm happy to have you on here today. Thanks so much, Shauna. I'm really grateful to be with you. Yeah, there's so many things like prior to preparing for the show, there are so many things I want to talk about. But before we jump into all of the details um, and kind of, you know, I, when I was reading about your work and when I found you, I just felt so much resonance to the conversations that you're having about spirituality, about vibrational, you know, frequency, about energy. And we're in this really powerful time in history. And so I think that it's really important for people to have like a greater understanding of it and to have many different lenses that they can view this time through. And so before we even go into that, I would love for you to just share a little bit about who you are so that we can get to know you better. And I know I found it fascinating when I was reading about you 
that you were a researcher and that you've even been a subject in research having to do with healing and energy. And so give us a little bit about your journey. Well, once upon a time, I was a research statistician. I used to design and analyze clinical trials in um, conventional medical research. And I had my own experience with the early stages of cancer where doctors had nothing to offer me except what would be lifelong chemotherapy. And they said, you know, chemotherapy tends, it started too early, tends to shorten a person's lifespan. So we're just going to wait and watch for a while until it gets to be bad enough. And then we'll put you on chemo the rest of your life. And I didn't like that life plan. And it kind of, you know, shook me to this new awakening of, oh my goodness, uh, my mind has some sort of effect on my body. And there's some things out of alignment in my life. But to make a long story short, I healed myself of this lymphoma without any medical treatment. And it shifted my direction from statistics, which is, you know, very rational based to um, energy healing ultimately, because I felt a real resonance with looking at reality, whether we're talking about transformation or healing manifestation from the energetic perspective. And I became a healer and I've taught thousands around the world, um, Recently, over the past few years, I've shifted because I feel like it's time to start empowering people directly with messages, not just about energy, but with some practical things that people can apply to their lives for self-empowerment and transformation. And so, um, you know, I've gone from research statistician to healer and teacher to um, somebody who's focusing on transformation and, and empowerment. I've got a radio show, it's in its eighth year. Um, and so it, really, but it's been a personal journey for me as well, because I think that whatever it is we're sharing with the world is really reflective of what we've experienced and how we've transformed within our own life. I love that. It's so true. And I think, you know, one of the things I really want to focus on and us to talk about, because I'm fascinated, you know, you've interviewed so many people on your radio show. You have a show that's on KKNW AM 1150 in Seattle. And eight years is a, is a good amount of time to talk to a lot of people. And so certainly that's going to you know, just influence like aha moments, things you've discovered along the path. Like when, like, do you have a memory of one of your guests that just really said something to you or shared something on the, on air that made you go, oh my gosh, I mean, I'm sure you have many, but is there anyone that stands out for you? Well, it's funny, if you'd asked me this about two months ago, I probably would have had a different answer. Um, first of all, the, the show is also syndicated, it's, it's elsewhere, it's transformationtalkradio.com and ends up a bunch of podcasts. So if people aren't in the Seattle area to listen to the AM station, um, it, you know, they can access it all over the world. But it, I think what's standing out to me right now was a conversation I was having with Bruce Lipton, who's a fabulous researcher and he said that all the fish could be, all the fish in the sea could be dead by, I believe it was 2030. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I'm, I'm used to thinking in terms of, okay, as people on our conscious journeys, we're contributing to this collective manifestation. And, and you know, I, I'm thinking that we're, we're turning a corner, we're turning a corner, we're turning a corner. And Yet the, the physical reality that we are in at this moment is dire. 
And so what is it that we need to do? You know, clearly some external actions, but what is it we need to change within ourselves as individuals, as members of the new age and consciousness movement to help shift things even further and faster? Yeah, you know, it's interesting that you bring this up because I was recently um, reading a book, I forget the title of it, it's by Sylvia Brown, and she was talking about um, just kind of what her um, guide has shared with her or what she could see. Uh, For those that don't know, she's a psychic, she has passed on, but she wrote many books and she was talking about what she can see about the future of the earth and she was talking about nature right and she said you know these are things we terms kind of we throw around like oh yes you should use less of this or do more of this and she's like it is really critically important that we start changing right mm-hmm. as as a human race and it just i mean i had chills all over my body and it really shook me because i think in some ways we know we need to change and then in other ways we don't change and it's like this yeah i should do this or in in any area of our life, I should do this, but it's difficult or not today, or we get busy with other stuff. And so this brings us kind of to, you know, just some of the stuff that's going on right now for us, um, which is really an awakening, you know, if we choose to see it that way. But, Uh but I'm wondering, like, you know, you talk about the vibration of change, which I love. Mm. And we have an interesting relationship with change as human beings. Oh, we do. <laughs> yeah. Interesting is a nice word. Um, I was so, about it personally. <laughs> right, right. And so what is it that has like, obviously you've had a big, um, like aha moment in your own life or realization around that we need to look into change further. Tell me more about your work with the vibration of change. Well, it's funny because um, if you've read my story of my healing, um, it's I had this moment that was absolutely transformational. I was doing all the right things. This is like decades ago before people knew what the right things were, but I had access to people who knew, and I had access to a couple of new books, such as Louise Hayes' book, You Know, You Can Heal Your Life. And I was doing all the things that I knew that were important for me to shift my physical physical reality, and that was cancer. And all of a sudden, I realized that I did not control my body. And I began to sob and really let go. And it was at that moment that I heard this voice that said, now we can work together. And it was this moment where letting go completely and surrendering really transformed my healing path. And so I thought that was a very important thing. And I, at, I went forward thinking, oh, belief is so important. Belief is so important because I was doing all these conscious manifestation techniques to heal my body, envisioning light and experiencing love within my body. And I thought, you know, belief is really important. Fast forward a number of years, I went into something called reconnective healing and ultimately was one of the few teachers of that as well. But it's with reconnective healing, it's about exploring the vibrational field and and just playing and allowing and belief gets in the way. It's like any kind of attachment or perspective on what should occur gets in the way. So I was really perplexed. It's like, okay, so 
you know, on the one hand, belief seems to be everything. And on the other hand, it gets in the way, you know, where do these things intersect? Are they just very different? You know, healing yourself is different than healing somebody else. And then all of a sudden one day it hit me, you know, you know, Shauna, it's one of those, those head to toe, you know, shiver moments where you get yeah. And I understood that change, whether we're talking about healing or transformation, happens in that place of allowing, of accepting. And I realized that there's this quantum physics aspect of it where, you know, we quantum physicists talk about everything on the, you know, on the quantum level being at both um, particle and wave. And when you think about it, that we've got this duality of our current reality, you know, it's the physical particle form. And we've also got these waves of potential. And in order for us to ride the wave of our potential to the next stage of our evolution, we need to be sort of um, magnetically attached to the current particle form. In other words, we need to accept what is, not only within our own life, but I think that it's really essential for the transformation of our planet, that we need to see the truth of what's really going on on multiple levels, come to this place of acceptance, not in terms of not wanting to change it, but kind of like, okay, I'm not resisting this reality. I'm actually accepting this is where we're at. And now what? And that is the, the potent place of transformation, the place of potential transformation, change, and um, ultimately what it is so many of us desire to create in our planet. Oh my gosh, it's so true. I like 100% everything you said. And it it calls forward a conversation about our resistance to that. Like anybody mm -hmm. I feel like that has had a big transformational journey, be it physical, emotional, anything, like I, you've had a health journey, I've had a health journey and just a change your whole life journey. Uh -huh. And you, you literally just fight and fight and fight and hold on and hold on and hold on, right? To right. beliefs, like things around you, anything, right? To a certain reality. And it feels like, at a certain point, you just have no choice but to surrender. And I love that you heard that message when you just finally like let go, right? Like I'm just yeah. accepting what it what is so right now. It doesn't mean it's exactly what I want it to be, but I just in full acceptance and in full surrender and allowing of mm. something to co-create with us. It's like our mind fights to say, I can control this, or I know how to do this, or I can fix this. Or, or this isn't true, or, yeah, or this isn't happening. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so, so what would you say to somebody who might be listening to this and is feeling that fight within them, like that resistance to accepting something in their life? Um, what is a tool that, that we can use to kind of find that place of allowing and surrender? Well, first of all, I think it's important to understand on a, on a deep level that resisting, avoiding, suppressing, you know, whatever terminology we want to use doesn't create positive change and it keeps us stuck. Um, but then there's the, the part of us that is in this fear and fear is rampant right now with what's going on with the worldwide pandemic, um, not knowing financially, health-wise, uh, even politically, where we're going to be six months from now, a year from now, 
are we going to be able to survive? Are we going to be able to thrive? So I think that it's it's a sort of thing where we need to figure out what works for us. For many people, taking a few deep breaths and just focusing on the moment can help. For others, going out into nature can help. For some, creating a game plan and trusting that each step of the process, we're going to reassess and say, do we need to change that game plan? Because for some, that, that rational planning can give you ease. It's, it's like, what, what gives you ease? And I'm not talking about the, you know, the extra alcoholic drink or watching too much TV, but rather, what is it that, that just brings ease into your nervous system? Um, and it might be temporarily, you know, like watching a, a, a movie that makes you cry or watching a movie that makes you laugh. But it also might be just sort of being present with where you're at in that moment and allowing it and being curious about it. I think, Shauna, that there's an aspect of my scientific background that I've brought into my own spiritual development and, and work as a healer. And that is this this place of detachment and observation can be a very powerful place to kind of evaluate. And if we can just sort of detach momentarily from our um, emotions, you know, and our resistance, whatever form that might take, and be the little scientist who's observing, huh, interesting, what's going on? And what happens when I'm spinning this, this you know, dialogue in my mind over and over again? Oh, getting stuck. Isn't that interesting? Here I am again. Oh, isn't that that interesting? Okay, well, let's see if something wants to shift. Um, so really, it's a very personal thing, and it may change moment to moment. It may change week to week what works for us. But uh, I believe that if we can connect with the moment in, in you know, various ways, that it really does help us to create positive change. I agree with that. And I think you know, sometimes there are illusions around us, many illusions, like the illusion of the past and the future, right? Like mm. all we really have is this moment to breathe into. And yet we live m mostly in these really um, complex visions of the past and the future, right? Mm. And yeah. so I think in these moments, it can also be, you know, just one of the many lessons we can get is, oh, I can just be in this moment or breathe into this moment. And right in this moment, everything is okay. You know, I'm sitting on this chair, I'm talking to you. Yeah. Like we're having this conversation. That's all that's happening right here. I'm breathing. And when we get that um, myopic with like, what's really going on in this moment, I'm sitting in front of microphone I'm breathing, I'm talking to you, like peace just comes over you. Like I mm -hmm. know what's happening in this moment. Uh -huh. And when we get too far out in one direction or another, um, is where the fear just really gets, you know, gets brought up. And I think that you, you make some really great points. And, and here's the thing, though. If we focus on our current moment, um, we might not feel peace. We might feel overwhelming grief. We might feel frustration and anger. Um, and I think that we have to be careful, for those of us who are leaders in the consciousness movement, not to lead people astray with this notion of if we get to be conscious, if we get to be mindful, that it will automatically bring us peace because uh, there's often a lot that we have to face 
if we allow it. And it's really the allowing piece. Um, and it can ultimately bring us the inner peace, but it's important for us to just be present with what is. Yeah, that's a great point. And I want to talk about that's a great like segue into myths of spirituality because uh-huh. I think I think there are many things, like you said, everyone's different and, and everyone finds peace in different things and everybody, and certainly there's for me, I'll only speak for myself, there was a lot of stuff I've moved through to find various levels of peace, like mm-hmm. a lot of emotion, a lot of unrest, a lot of just toiling with my own reality, toiling with the, you know, the reality that I was moving towards or wanted to create. I mean, I don't want to minimize for me, that's been an eight year process journey. Oh, only eight, Shona? (laughs) Only eight. Yeah. I mean, I'm still on it, right? Like we all are. Um, But, but yeah, it's, you know, it's not something like I laugh because uh, at myself, because when I wanted to change things in my life, I'm like, great, let's get this done. What are we talking about? Three months? Like, you know, I mean, give me the, give me the fast track. I'm ready to go here. And like, you know, at a certain point, I'm like, oh, this isn't about getting something done. This isn't about a fast track. Like it's just my world opened up, right. In so many different ways, but from your vantage point, and certainly with all of the work that you've done, your life experiences and the people that you've interviewed, what is it for you that feels like, a myth or when you hear it, you go, Hmm, I don't know if that's the whole picture, or I don't know if we're being totally accurate here about spirituality. Well, you just mentioned one of the myths. I think that many of us go into this process with this concept that going on our conscious journey, becoming, you know, spiritual seekers will make our life more, make our life easier. Right. And it's the sort of thing where, um, we can find ease within the process, but it's it's like opening Pandora's box and transformation is not for the faint of heart. Um, but I think that the, the first time I really faced one of the myths was in relationship to somebody in, in a business setting. And he was coming across as oh so spiritual, you know, um, just so kind and yet, there was this undercurrent of control and manipulation. And I found myself feeling angry. And then I found myself judging myself for feeling angry. And it, I, I came to realize that there is this judgment within the spiritual community that certain types of emotions aren't spiritual. And in fact, you know, anger and resentment, jealousy, all those are considered to be unspiritual. But of course, things like love, compassion, they're spiritual. And I thought to myself, what if I don't judge my emotion of anger in this way? And I realized that it helped me because, you know, anger is one of, means one of two things to me. It means either somebody is crossing my boundary and I need to, you know, set a new boundary, or it's illuminating a part of myself that's wounded that needs to be explored. And anger is this great energy. You know, you know, I focus on energy. It's this this energy of wanting to move forward. I mean, think about when you're angry, you just want to move. You know, you might want to do a little kickboxing. You might want to go for a brisk walk. It, it's a very positive thing. It's helping us to move forward. So there was there was that. That was the first time I really found like, oh, yeah, I think that this is a myth, and I think I've I've bought into it. Um, but Shauna, there are so many myths. When I first started writing my book, 
but I'm still, you know, I'm still editing. Um, I thought, okay, 10 myths. And then I had a chapter, but wait, there's more. And then it got to be so lengthy that I finally turned it into, turned it into the top 20 myths about spirituality. And still there's a chapter, but wait, there's more. We have bought into a whole lot of concepts, what I consider to be dogma that often aren't like really obvious, but in subtle ways, we believe, believe certain things that really, I think, keep us stuck, not only as individuals, but as um, the collective moving forward consciously. I love it. I'm a huge fan. I talk about on the show all the time how we need to move anger and express anger. I am all about moving that energy. It's powerful energy, it right? Is. And it needs to flow and it needs to move. And I think I personally, again, like in my journey, have had some of the most incredible healing experiences in a safe space, expressing uh -huh. like what people would consider low frequency emotions, right? Whether it's yes. grief yes. or sadness or anger, like moving this old energy just out of my body right. and really through movement, through all kinds of different ways that I've gone about that, but just literally sacred feeling experiences where I'm like, whoa, that was powerful. So I think it's one of the ways that we really can heal and really transform our lives. So I love that you brought that up. Is there maybe two other myths that you can share with us? Okay. Um, let's see. One is that I, I think that we've done a disservice to always think in terms of mind, body, and spirit. Initially, I think it was helpful because we were saying, oh, each part, including spirituality, is an important part of our lives. And yet it has led to a compartmentalization that I think is dysfunctional because really the, the sum is much, uh, the, 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 the whole, whole, whole picture of who we are is much greater than the sum of those parts of mind, body, and spirit. And I think that as we become more evolved, we sort of integrate these things and it helps us expand. But, you know, that compartmentalization, um, you know, isn't always helpful. Another one that on the surface may seem very controversial is um, that it's always helpful to seek spirituality. I mean, you know, people consider themselves to be spiritual seekers, right? But there are many, many ways in which seeking can get in the way from giving our power away to others to thinking that we need to strive for it as opposed to allow it. Um, and one of the things I found fascinating in, in my book, I, I talk about seven or eight different ways in which seeking can get in our way. And after realizing this, I thought, well, what about that phrase, seeking ye shall find? You know, it's a powerful phrase in some ways, but if there are downsides to seeking, uh, you know, what is it about that phrase that, you know, am, is there this, this disagreement between me and, and, and Jesus's message? And then I did a little research and I found out that that phrase had been mistranslated from, from um, the Bible when it was translated into English. And it shouldn't have been seek and ye shall find, it was supposed to be keep on seeking and you shall find as in seeking all the time, not repeatedly. So really, I think that we often um, think about spirituality and manifestation for that matter as seeking like a hunter goes after a buffalo. But think about it, if we're always, always seeking, then it's more like 
a gatherer going out and seeking. Yes, we may have something in mind. You know, it may be we have this innate sense that it's time to, to um, seek berries. But while we're seeking berries along the path, we might find tender young greens. It's, it's more about being open and aware and less about going after that goal. I love that. It's so good. It's the difference between kind of just going at it from your very logical A plus B equals C uh-huh. rational mind, right? How we how we tend to uh, go after goals in life, how we're tend to taught. We're taught that, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know, you know, at some point in people's journey, they usually learn the word goal and how to go after a goal, right? Mm-hmm. Whether you're a child or whether that happens like in your teenage years or adulthood. And mm-hmm. and then we see everything through that lens. Yes. And right? have attachment to the goal. I mean, that, yes. that, that attachment piece gets in the way, you know, like it could be, we've got a goal to, um, you know, be, you know, go into a particular career, but along the way we might meet somebody who, helps us take a completely different direction in our career if we're open to it. But if we have attachment, no, no, this is who I am. This is the direction I'm going. Uh, we totally miss what else is along our path. That is so powerful and so true. And I think sometimes just having this shift in perspective, I'm so happy you're writing this book, like, because sometimes we're just looking through a certain lens and that lens is not helpful for us. And uh-huh. just hearing these kind of shifts in perspective, like, can open up new things for an individual, different things right. for different people, right? It's just mm-hmm. like someone says something a little bit different and you go, oh, that feels that feels good in my body. Like that mm-hmm. feels like very accurate. It feels like truth to me. Therefore, I'm going to start to like look through that lens or I'm going to start to, you know, feel that way or show up that way. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, there's a loosening again an allowing and a, a surrendering to. And I think that's, just amazing for people. We sometimes don't realize like the beliefs that we're holding on so tight to. Oh yeah. Right. I mean, we just don't even know they're there and they can get in our way, like we said, in many different ways. And so I love, that's an important book. And I love that you're writing that. And thank you for writing that. Cause I think it's an important conversation. And I do on the tip that you're talking about, um, in regards to the person that spoke with you and you felt angry, Uh like, we have to just, I think, be really careful that we don't live in the illusion that somebody is spiritual, therefore they know everything, right? And that we dishonor ourselves, or that we look up to people in a way, yeah, that has us not looking at, okay, what feels true for me? Yes. Yes. So I think it's beautiful. So um, I want to ask you the four questions that we ask all of our guests um, okay. in the anatomy of transformation. Before I do that, if you would share where people can find out more about the vibration of change and your show and the work that you do. Yes. If you go to christineupchurch.com, um, you can get there. It's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E-U-P-C-H-U-R-C-H.com. Or if you go to top20myths.com, that'll get you to my website. Uh, and also on that website, I do offer um, a, a free chapter that I wrote in a book recently. It was, it was published in July, and it's called The Downside to Seeking. And so I talk more about de- in detail about um, how seeking can get in the way and how we can shift our perspective to you know, be more open to connection and transformation. 
Fantastic. That's awesome. So the first step in the anatomy of transformation is truth. And I believe Mm -hmm. that when we come across a deep truth or something that feels very resonant with us, that Uh it can be a catalyst in our life, that it can take us in new directions. And so what is a deep truth that you have realized maybe even recently in your life that has been a big aha moment or a catalyst for you? I think that one of the deep truths for me at this stage has been that it's really important not to just stick with our tribe of conscious individuals, that it's really important for us to integrate spirituality, that higher frequency of vibration into our physical reality, including through action, including through a, a new kind of tribalism, sort of expanding our tribe. And I feel like it's really, really important for that to have that integration in order to transform the world because we're stuck right now in certain ways and we are undergoing a transformation but i think that it's very very important for each of us who have that spiritual bent who are on our conscious journeys to understand the importance of bringing it into the political world bringing it into our communities bringing it into in ways that i think we probably many of us kept away from or or shunned even at some stage of the evolution. Um, But it feels very important right now to have that kind of integration. I really like that insight. I think that's really powerful. And I think it's really true. And the second step is release, which is what is, what is it that you release to like step into this truth? Meaning like ways that you've seen or lived life before belief sets or limiting beliefs or Mm. anything that you kind of had to say, you know what, I'm going to leave this over here and move into this new truth. I think that one of the things that I've had to let go of, and, and I think that many of us could benefit by letting go of, and that is that we are above the fray. If we're spiritual seekers, we're above the fray. We are somehow not better than, but not in the same frequency as the rest of the world. And I think that as spiritual seekers, as conscious individuals, it's really important for us to be in the world and to be a part of it. Um, so it's it's really about letting go of that eh, judgment of the worst case scenario. Avoidance is, is another way of looking at it. Like, I don't want to be a part of that you know, lower frequency vibration. I really think at this stage that it's important for me and I think it's important for many to step into an expanded frequency. So that higher frequency vibration, you know, integrated with that lower frequency vibration. I love that. And I think it's interesting how I'm always thinking about this just personally, how our mind wants to go to this is better than that. Yes. Right. Like the hierarchy, like this over that, this over that, like, and I'm always thinking about the word neutrality and like, you know, what if there's no, this color is better than that color. This, you know, degree is better than that degree. This Uh everything. Like if you, if you watch your mind, your mind just goes to this hierarchy. Yeah. The Eric Clapton song, you know, where how you talked about it's in the way that you use it you know and nobody's right till somebody's wrong nobody's weak until somebody's strong 
Yeah, it's so it's so fascinating. And and I just, you know, I try to like be the observer, like you said, and, and witness the ways our mind, even with the littlest things, like try this, you guys, it's really powerful. Like as you move through your day, like even if you're just reading an email or you're, you know what I mean, picking something out of your own cupboard to eat, like, do you say to yourself, oh, this is better than that? right? Mm. Like this is a healthier food than that. And like how many ways we qualify everything in life. I think just to be in witness of that is really, is really powerful. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. So the third step is experience. And what happens is like, you're so beautifully laying out, like how we just need to be in action and be out in the world and be in this expanded vibration and not be in fear of lower vibration, right? Or, or feeling like we need to stay separate from it. And so as you had this truth really rise to the surface for you, how did that change in how you're moving through the world in your everyday experience? Oh gosh. Well, um, back in 2017, okay, let me, let me back up for about a decade and a half. I avoided the news. My inner guidance said, stay away from the news unless something really big is happening. And I followed that path and I was very happy following that path. And it helped me to kind of uh, nurture that higher frequency connection, that, that higher frequency uh, vibration in my physicality as well. And in early 2017, I got direct guidance. The intuitive guidance said, pay very close attention to the news. And so for me, I went from avoiding news completely and, and you know, only focusing on the you know, positive things and transformation and living my life in a way that kind of was separate from that part of the world. In many cases, this is a shadow side of the world to um, paying very close attention. And it's been an interesting journey because I've learned so much about the truth that's getting illuminated, but it's also been a great challenge for me because it allows me to sort of get triggered sometimes, right? In that, in, in these situations. And yet it's this, this balance between, okay, I'm getting triggered, you know, I need to let go of that, but what action do I need to take and what's the bigger picture perspective? So really it's, it's about uh, stepping into the world in a way I didn't expect to ever want to step back into it to get deeper truth illuminated so that I can be a part of what I consider to be uh, you know, a solution, a little tiny part of, of what I feel like we are being asked to, to shift right now. Um, but, I, you know, surprise me. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love that. Do you college. feel like, so I'm just curious, like, then do you feel that, you know, when somebody is newly, let's say, like, showing up to transformation or feeling called to show up to that, like, do you feel like there's value in needing to pull away from certain things in the beginning stages of kind of shifting your energy and then expanding out? Or from where you sit now, does it feel like it should always be very integrated from moment one? I, I think that it's really a personal choice because I think that there are probably plenty of people at you know the stage that they're at either on their journey or in, in their life where it can just get to be too much. And we have to find balance within our lives. We need to find that inner peace that you were talking about, Shauna. Um, so it's, and yet I think that there are many people who are, um, you know, <laughs> advanced in some ways who 
need to take the risk of trying it out. You know, yeah. how, how do I, you know, how, how do I become in the world as well as of it to a certain degree? Um, and still maintain that connection, that expansion, and that integration. Yeah, and emit that frequency, right? Like where it doesn't yeah. totally rock you. Like you can stay in this expanded frequency, whomever you're interacting with, right? right. And and where you're going through the world. And then also obviously get triggered sometimes and see, you know, see what needs to be seen about that. Yeah. And yeah. and continue to learn. I love that. So the fourth step is a line, and this is really what we return to within ourselves to stay at that expanded frequency, how we, whether it's rituals or practices or people we connect with or the thought process perceptions that we have that really help us feel like we're in that expanded state. So what is something that you do to, to keep your alignment? Oh, well, first of all, my connection with my cats is a really important part of me staying in, in alignment. Um, there's this aspect of connection and unconditional love that really brings me peace. Um, and there are many other things that I do. You know, I, I've gone through stages where I've meditated every day. These days, I'm not doing it quite as much. And it's not because I've gotten away from it. I'm in you know, bad habits. It's because I'm more in the flow. Uh, I live by myself part of the time. And it's and I have this this sort of energetic flow. So it could be that I feel this deep connection while cooking dinner, or I feel this deep connection while, um, you know, doing laundry, or while I'm writing, I'm in the flow, or when I'm taking a walk. Um, so it's it's really about figuring out what it is I need in the moment. And that includes sometimes staying away from the news or sitting down and meditating because that's what my inner guidance is saying. It's like, okay, being a little out of alignment. And, and of course, I think that another really important piece is connecting with others who are on their conscious journeys, who understand where we're coming from because we need to support each other more now than ever before. I agree, I agree. Connection is so important. And that connection of like, I really see you. And you uh -huh. really yes. see me is yes. so validating, especially as things are changing and you're evolving. Um, you know, those, the people that can see you will change too, right? The yes. people that understand the process you're in and leaving room for new people to step into your life who just by looking in your eyes, you guys go, oh, we, we understand each other. Like yes. we're, we're, we're soul family and we're on this journey right. together. Yes. So, so I love this. Thank you so much for sharing um, all of these tips and some of the myths. Um, and definitely, when does your book come out? I'm hoping um, this fall. Awesome. So this fall of 2020, the top 20 myths of spirituality, I think that will be a great read and just a shift. Like sometimes, you know, people will write to me and say, you know, I know I'm supposed to be like this or do this, but that doesn't feel totally right to me. And I'm uh -huh. like, then don't, right? Because <laughs> if it doesn't feel right to you, don't subscribe to it. It's really about finding, you know, our own truth and living yeah, by that. And the, the thing about certain beliefs, it can become like dogma. And if we believe something to be true, even if it's just sometimes untrue, believing that it to be truth can really get in the way. And so it's important for us to kind of open to a broader perspective.
It's ever evolving. I say it's ever evolving. So thank you so much, Christine, for being here. This was a wonderful conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you, Shauna. I'm Shauna Lee, and you've been listening to the Soul Frequency Show podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Soul Frequency. If you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this show. Join me next week for more powerful awakenings and positive vibes. Mm -hmm.